Welcome back to Three of a Kind. I'm Sierra. Jessica. Shanice. And we have very special guests yes. today. We're very excited. So we want to introduce you guys to Ryan and Adia Home. Welcome. Well, thanks for having us. <laughs> We're so excited to be here too. And they're going to talk to us a little bit about their individual pivots and how that works with the couple dynamic part of it. So whenever y'all are ready. Who's going first? Elisha Ryan. <laughs> you got the most words. Oh, Lord. Okay. He's right. So I guess I'll go first. I would say for me, um, one of the most impactful individual pivots that I've had that still um, is relevant for me today would be shortly after we got married. You're young. We got married when we were I was 24, you were 25, yeah? Mm -hmm. And you don't know anything, but you think you know all the things, right? <laughs> a lot of things happen in our lives quickly. Had kid, had a kid, you know, 18 months or less after we were married. You know, 18 months after that, had another kid. I'm young, you know, first new job, trying to learn marriage, blah, blah, blah. Fast forward on, life is happening. And you don't really always realize... Um, when God is going to show you a thing that has always been a thing in your life until it shows up and it's an emergency. And so for me, I think um, childhood, I grew up where I've been saved since I was seven, but I didn't. Yeah, girl. Sorry. <laughs> but I didn't have a relationship, nor did I even really understand what that meant or the lack of it. Until all of a sudden, mayday, right? So um, we were at the point in our marriage where we we was we were done. We were about to get a divorce, attorneys, all the things. And in the midst of all of this, um, you know, I had gone through all the process, all the steps. You know, I'm angry. I want him to die. I want to, you know, all the things. But in the midst, you know, God was dealing with me. A friend gave me a book, and I can't even remember who gave it to me at this point, but it was so, um, it was it was also a moment within itself where she was like, you know, just read, because you know, everybody's wanting to, well, you can make it. And I'm like, yeah, he can die. <laughs> so, you know, and, and that's real talk, right? Like, I hate that that's true, but that's true. And I think, to be to be honest, so many people go through those places, but when you, you say, oh, no, bless God, no, I wanted him to die, and that's yeah, real. The, yeah. Right. Yeah. So I read this, someone was like, just read this book. It was by Stormy O'Martin, or O'Martian. It's called The Power of a Praying Wife, and there's like a power of a praying husband. So I'm like, okay, you know, because God is doing stuff. You don't really realize how he's doing stuff, but he's doing it. So I, I start reading this book, and I'm angry immediately because the book is talking about me and it ain't talking about him and I want to talk about him I want to talk about how he don't love me how it's not right how God how could you I was pure when I came into this thing like you knew I loved him why would you let him do these things to me right so this book is literally dealing with all the things about you and and I think I was just open enough because Anger comes from the hurt place, so I'm hurt. I don't want him to die. I love him deeply, and I don't understand why you would do this to me kind of thing. So fast forward some more. Um, God is really starting to do some things in me. So now I'm at this place where 
I'm kind of settled in the fact that, okay, this is over. Cause now I'm acknowledging my own stuff. Cause now God just started showing me some, that I was jacked up and I was like, oh, okay. So I'm journaling one day and this is the long way to get to the, the pivotal moment. And I'm journaling one day and I'm writing and I'm saying all these things. I'm kind of just talking through the mess that I contributed to or the, the part that I contributed to the mess. And then I'm just like, and you know, so next time, and I'm talking about all the things that I want the next time to be, because I'm hopeful that, hey, like, okay, I got it. And I'm and I'm sorry that I messed that up, because at this point, he was done with me too. Like, he was, ain't, ain't no coming back. Um, and so I'm journaling and I'm like, you know, and he'll, and it'll be like this, and it'll be like this, and, and he will be my, and no sooner than, you know how you know what you're, gonna say before you say it because it's a thought so no sooner than I was going to write he will be my everything was the thought the Holy Spirit which in that moment I'm still learning interrupted the thought and was like no that's my job and if you do that again you will mess it up I sat in my car in the parking lot where I was and I just bawled because it was one of those moments where it was so simple but I understood it and so then over the years, when I say it's relevant today, over the years, he, God has unpacked that for me to get me to see, like, no matter where you find yourself, it's kind of like with Moses and he said, I am. He is whatever I need him to be. I can't look to my husband to feel these things. I can't look to my friends. I can't look to my boss to validate. I can't. And so it has come over and over and over. And I feel like it's one of those things where God knows what's ahead. So he knows the points where he needs to get the things in you that you'll need, you know, to equip you. Um, so that was the moment for me. And I guess, I don't know if I should, you know, cause poor Elisha Ryan ain't been able to say nothing. You're still good. Oh, <laughs> Mine probably won't be as lengthy or as wordy, but I what have, you trying to say? I, you're lengthy and wordy. <laughs> I have a, I have, I don't have a one moment. I got a bunch of moments mm-hmm. that you know all tie into our relationship. Just because she's been around, like we've known each other since the seventh grade, so. So she was around for all the moments. Um, But I think as it relates to the marriage, it was actually before. My moment was before we actually separated because we had a period where we separated. Mine was before and it was. So I came up in in the church, too. But my home environment was just a little different. Um. My dad is military, ex-military, real strict, like just regimented. You look in in the cabinet and the green beans are supposed to be a certain way with the label out. And <laughs> he's real strict. You know, if he as kids, he he didn't really call us. He just stomped on the floor and we knew what that meant. So we came to the, <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> I see. So. Um, so for me, there was not a lot of uh, catering to feelings and how, what, I don't even know what that looked like. It was just, you're right, you're wrong, it's true, it's a lie, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I was blessed. You sure were. To have, <laughs> to have a deer come into my knows. life. Um, 
Um, so this um, this is gonna be kind of twofold. So when she came into my life, she just did a lot of things that to me just didn't make any sense. And I was honest about it just because I felt like that's how you're supposed to be. Um, and there wasn't a lot of love that came with the truth. So um, I remember when we first got married, I went to work. <laughs> I was in the, oh, in the uh, I was a barber at the time. And so I got up in the morning, I drove out the park, out the driveway, like not even out the neighborhood, but out the driveway and my phone rings. And she's like, hey, you miss me? And I'm like, that is silly. Like, no, I just left. Like, give it some time. Um, and it just, it, she just, I wasn't mature enough to know how to handle uh, all of the feelings that she had. And she was emotionally. I had a lot of feelings. Girl, I can identify with that. Listen. Whew, it, was, it was rough for someone like me. Uh, so. Um, the first pivot, I think, for me in our relationship was when I saw she was hurt and, like, broke, and I did it. That was like, I didn't want to do that. I was just being honest. I'm so sorry. I don't, you know, so for me, the first pivot was in our relationship was I had to figure out how to, how to fall back appropriately and still be a leader, I guess. Uh, it was It was a weird thing for me. Cause it wasn't what I saw modeled and it was just new. Uh, but I knew I didn't want her to feel how she was feeling. But in my mind, you feel how you feel cause you're doing stuff that don't make no sense. So, um, I had to, I had to learn how to let people be who they are and still love them right where they're mm -hmm. at. Um, so that was the first pivotal for me in our relationship. Um, once things started to, to go south in our relationship, uh, because I, I was figuring it out. We were both figuring it out, but I hadn't got it. I was working on it. Wasn't doing good. So, <laughs> so, but I had the best of intentions. Mm -hmm. Um, so, uh, I was... So I was a barber when we met, but I was also kind of dabbling in real estate. And, <laughs> and that was creating kind of a stressful environment for me because I'm not, I'm not detail oriented. I just handle things. When it shows up, I just handle it. And so um, it was creating a lot of pull on my life. Like my phone was, I hated when my phone rang. Like, cause every time it rang, somebody needed something or yeah. I needed, they needed me to do something. Whether it was her calling, she going to need something. Whether it was somebody calling for a haircut, whether it was somebody that broke into this house and I got to get over there and fix this door. It was just a bunch. And so, um, things were not going well in our marriage and I focused on real estate more than the barbershop. And so once the real estate, 2008, the market crash went south. We were out. We were. It was bad. It was bad. Chapter seven. <laughs> chapter seven bankruptcy. It was bad. Um, and I'm like, well, I got to go back to the shop. Well, in the world of uh, the barber life, your clientele is something that you have to build up. And if you mm -hmm. walk away from it, yeah. when you come back, it's not like it's just sitting there waiting right. for you. Yep. But I needed money like right now. Like we have bills due at the end of the month. So 
I got I don't have a high school I don't have a college degree. I just got a diploma and a work ethic. So I couldn't find Amen. A, I couldn't That's find a gig. Word. They can put that on the t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't find a gig that was going to give me the income that I was getting off of real estate. So I knew a guy had a cleaning company, so I was cleaning the gap. And then I would clean the gap from like six to six to two. Well, before that, I knew a guy with FedEx. So mm-hmm. guy had FedEx routes. So and all of these things that I have or that I, these opportunities that are being presented to me, real estate, barber, FedEx, cleaning, they were all based on relationships I had because I didn't have any qualifications. So a guy I know, he owned FedEx routes and he gave me, gave me a truck. I was driving around the city with FedEx and dropping off. That was my job. Failing miserably. <laughs> And that's, I'm not used to that. So now I'm feeling like, God, I'm failing everywhere. Like, I don't know, money. My wife don't like me. <laughs> my, I don't get my job. I'm failing at my job. I just did a bankruptcy. Like, I'm failing everywhere. And it started to feel heavy. And I started to feel feelings. <laughs> I started uh, to, they'll hit you like, yep. So I quit the quit the FedEx job before my friend could fire me. I was like, I don't want to put him in that position. So I'm just going to leave because I know it's coming. And he go, he's putting up with me not getting my stuff done. So I quit that and I started cleaning. That's when I started cleaning the FedEx, I mean, the uh, Gap Warehouse. And we're going to these meetings with the attorney. And uh, I'm, I'm just used to working. Like, I've always worked. So, but I'm working and my ends ain't meeting. Like, they ain't even close enough to see each other. <laughs> So, um, I'm, I'm in the Gap Warehouse one day, and I'm, you know, they let you listen to your headphones, and there was this uh, Kirk Franklin song, uh, I Can't, Help Me Believe. Yeah. So, I'm listening to my songs or whatever, and I'm cleaning, and my, my manager at the time comes, and she says, you know, you need to get that bathroom. And I'm like, all right, cool, you know, because I, I get the bathroom. I walk into the bathroom and there is a toilet that's clogged. I mean, like, I don't know, that was like an elephant pooped in this toilet. It was so much mess in the toilet. And I, I saw I leave out, I'm like, hey, that's clogged. They're gonna have to call maintenance. And she was like, no, you gotta get that. So, and this is after we had left a meeting with, an, with the attorney that showed us where we were, like what we were losing, our chapter seven, like the bottom line, they show you your worth, what you're, what you're giving up. And it was like, wow. Like we was, it's like going from, we were a little over you're up here. And now they're like, yeah, there you go. It was like a little over a million dollars that we just was like, we're walking away. Cause we can't maintain some of what. And, and now I'm sitting in this, in this bathroom stall with a rubber glove on it. Somebody else's poop, you know? And so, and that I just broke. I was in the stall. I cried like a baby. I'm like, if you don't do it, God, I don't know. I can't. I can't do it. I don't know what to do. I'm failing everywhere. Nothing is working. If you don't do it, I don't know how it's gonna get done. And at that point, it was just like, I'm just gonna keep walking, and whatever happens, happens. Cause I can't do it. I ain't gonna try to act like I can. Mm-hmm. So that was the pivotal for uh, our relationship for me in our in our marriage, but. There's plenty of other things that I could note as pivotal moments. And I think really, too, 
it's interesting how God's so strict. Like every time he tells that story, like I get choked up because I'm like, that's what he does. Like, and you don't know what's going on in this person. And he don't, but God knows and he knows exactly what to do and when to do it. But he needs us going back to what I feel like he needed to show me. Like he needs us to know that he is. So he's sitting in there like, I can't. God is like, thanks. I need you to get there. Like open hands. Let me do it how I need to do it. It's kind of like when I, like I was just thinking recently when I was thinking about these questions, like getting in that place keeps our alignment right. Like, so I can get from you whatever I need so that I can be out here, whatever you need me to be. But if it's out of alignment, and I know this is a podcast so people can't see what I'm doing, but I'm literally making a cross. Like it's us up and down with him. Like he's giving down, we're receiving from up and then we're giving out. Like, so we don't, he didn't know how to be with me because he hadn't released or surrendered enough to say, it ain't that she's wrong. Lord, what is it that she needs from me? You know, show me because she's yours. You made her. And it ain't that he don't love me and he's mean and he's terrible and he's rude. I said a whole lot. Huh? <laughs> I did. I put a lot of thought. It's fine. We're delivered. It's okay, podcast family. But very seriously, it's not that he's any of that. It's that he's different. He's human like me and flawed and needs a, a savior. Yeah. And so until we're able to let him do it, we're going to be in nasty bathrooms <laughs> and over here trying to run people over with cars. Okay. It's just, so yeah. And respect Ryan, because I would have left. I, the bathroom thing, that wouldn't have been no discussion. I'd be like, well, I'm going to be broke. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to do. And in any other circumstance, I probably would have. <laughs> but when you've got like little mouths to feed, yeah, yep. you know, yeah, yeah. And it's yeah. like I had never been in a situation where my kids were like, "I'm hungry," yeah. and I'm like, "We're gonna have to figure that out," because I ain't got it to go get nothing, yeah. you know. And I think it's a humbling experience to again. What does Chuck say? Like. Nothing comes to me, the father filter. Like, it's not going to hurt us. It's going to feel like it's going to take us out. But God understands sometimes because of our own disobedience, sometimes because of our own stubbornness. He understands what that thing is going to be when you're finally able to hear and obey. Like, you know, so if it means I need to take away everything y'all had, because that's what we do. Like, we don't realize how much we need him when we don't naturally need him. And so, Lord, I know, listen, I know I need you. You ain't got to take it away ever again. <laughs> right. I have a question. I'm kind of backtracking. But Ryan talked a little bit about, like, your family makeup. There was multiple kids in the house. Your dad was very stern, and it wasn't a lot of emotion going on. So for you, because you didn't really talk about your young years, so your emotion mm -hmm. and expression, can you kind of describe what yours was like growing up? Was mm -hmm. there a lot of, I don't want to say doting, but Yes, doting? yes. And it's fine. Because I was just going to say it for you. Catering to, like, lawless. I am. <laughs> just lawless. I am. No. So my makeup is my parents got divorced early on. So I was probably 
I don't know, first grade. I was little. And then my parents moved. We, we lived in California when my family was together. But, you know, you're so young. I don't fully remember that. My Both my parents' sides of their families are from Columbus, Ohio. So we come back home. <clears throat> my mom and I, my dad is still on the West Coast. Well, all my grandparents are here. All my aunts and uncles are here. And I am an only child. And here, I don't have um, a whole, like I've got a bunch of cousins that are my age. So I would have to share if I would have been raised like in this. But there's no sharing of the doting. There's no sharing of the, it's me for years. Like it was, I was going to college before the next cousin on this. So it's me. And I was a good kid all in, for all intents and purposes. Like I didn't give them reason to not dote. Like I did good. Like I did think, you know, according to world standards, like you get good grades. So we dote on you. You do these things, right? So we dote on you. You're good at dancing. So we come to all your things, all these things. So if we're creatures of our environment and our, that is what I know people to do. And now you're growing and you're learn you're dating and whatever. And I had experiences that were completely contrary to this man. I had doting what I equated as, you know, what TV shows you, it which is just so ill placed. But whatever, you know, all the things that people do, like I'm gonna do this and I'm gonna do this for you and go. So to me, being fair, <laughs> I don't know that that's not that there is I don't even say not want to say not right I, I just don't know that there's something different so and on top of that I am a very emotional individual I feel everything very hard um he does not <laughs> so like I feel a room so much so that it is stressful sometimes because people will give you one thing but I know that's not true because I feel you and then I behave off of what I'm feeling as opposed to what you're saying. So then here we are and you're like, I love you. You don't, don't you see how you, so there you have it. It's a perfect storm, right? Or it's a perfect storm for growth because there was something I needed and there was something he needed. And oh Lord, it was hard to get there, but we did. Yes, we did. Oh, geez. So did it start early in dating? Like you recognize that? Or was no. it like, Hella magnified once y'all got married. Hella magnified. <laughs> Let me tell you. The doting, he did it in the beginning. Okay. I was like, you don't get, you liar. Like, <laughs> he would come. I was in college. And, and let me back up, actually. Let me back up real quick just to say this, too. In terms of my own growth area, what I said, in terms of God needing me to understand the everything and the kind of emblem of what everything should be based on is him not anything else ryan was like i kind of idolized him very early on like very early on in a very unhealthy way like we dated dated i say quote unquote loosely in middle school whatever that means which i think all it means is you gave each other your number and you talked maybe on the phone and then maybe you walked down the hall together. Yeah. I think that's what that meant. That doesn't really count. No, right? <laughs> so we, did kiss I mean, we did. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> we did. We did do that. 
but that was that was the extent of it. But for whatever the reason, he was like the epitome of it. Was like, oh, this is amazing. Like he knows God because I did know enough to know. I was like, I I really um, admired that. Like he was always very solid and stable and different. Like didn't go with the grain of what everybody else does. And that stood out to me. Like even then when, you know, you're young and you're trying to fit in, he didn't like so much so that he would make up these. Yep. I must say he would make up these ugly like styles, like wearing like sweatshirt hoodies and suspenders to his jeans. And then like, yeah, weird, ugly, have pictures but for some reason back then it was like, okay, no, like he's so cute. Okay. <laughs> Girls, listen. So I idolized him in a way that I think was unhealthy, even though I think it came from uh, you know, there were some good things. Ryan though, follow up. Was she your first that kind of girlfriend? Does that make sense? So her because I know girls, we like that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um <laughs> But was she the first of her kind for you in she, dating relationships? I would say um, she was the first that I experienced as often and as closely. You know what I mean? Like I feel like yeah. there were a lot of there were a lot of girls who are similar in terms of the feeling, but it was like I only see you at school and we talk on the phone, or I see you on the weekends because I'm I work. And it's just, you know, but for her, even when we were dating, and I feel like that's why it felt like a night and day when we got married, yeah. <laughs> because when we were dating, we had a long distance relationship oh, for true. almost, a, like really 100% of the time we were long distance. You're right. So whenever she came home, right. it was like, oh, you home? It's on you. And then you leave. But for me, it was like, you know, that's fun. But I, I fully understand, like, this isn't real. Like, we this wouldn't be able to be maintained if you lived here, and I'm I'm under the impression like you know this as well. Okay, <laughs> <Under the impression>, like, <laughs> that's enlightening. You know what I mean? I did not like, know. Like <laughs> this isn't real. Like I can't. Like when you come home, like I prepare for this. Like you know what I mean? Like I save a couple dollars. I, I work I work extra heavy before you get it here. Was so, so much that, more than a couple so, dollars. I was confused. So. so uh, so then when we got married, like when we got married, she just graduated from literally school, days right? before. Right. So we got married, right? So when we, she came home, it's like moving in. And it was like, like, no, like I have to go to work. <laughs> and then when I come home, it was like, this isn't real either. Like, I just want to sit down. No, I don't want to go out to eat. Like we're spending all this money going out to eat all the time. Cook. Let's cook. Uh -huh. like, she's like, no, let's go out. This isn't real. And I was under the impression that Everybody she knew, knew that. Like, that's not what this looks like. This isn't life. But it was always my life. On every vantage point. Like, every vantage point. And to her, that was communicated. He don't love me. I'm like, what? Yes. <laughs> What yes. do you want me to do? Yes. It's so good, though. Wow. It's almost like it's almost like a dude was trying to, I guess, maybe make up for the time that y'all had apart. So excited. <laughs> Jessica. But, but Ryan was like, uh, can, I, can I have five minutes to just decompress? It, but it no. wasn't even that. It was like, 
the I feel like the getting together was the making up. You know, not for and me. Like when we when we got together on breaks, mm-hmm. summertime, you know, whatever. That was the making up. Right. But once we got married, it was like, all right, this is great, honeymoon feeling phase ish, because it was it's some stuff. But it was like, okay, well now let's 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 cultivate our reality. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Let's do this thing. And she's like. No, we about to rock this uh this this fantasy that we lived every spring break. But listen oh to God. this though. <laughs> He's saying let's cultivate and I'm saying the same thing. But his view of what cultivation looks like and mine are completely different because it is to Jessica's point. Yeah, let's make up because now we're finally here. We can live this life always. This is amazing. And he is like, I can't stand you. Go away. And it was, so much so that he would say those things sometimes. Because to I him, can't stand you. Not I can't stand you, but the go away. Yes. Yes. I would come, he would come home from work and I worked, you know, I worked a regular job. So he, barbers, I don't know if you're familiar, you know, people are in hair salons and barbershops till in the evening. So I'm at home from five to whatever, and I'm so excited. And he would come home, and I would, I'm gonna tell you how you make <laughs> He would come home, and I was so excited, and he's just now with children, you know, 16 years later, I get it, because I want to be alone when I come home. I would literally follow him around the house, so much so that he's walking, and if he stops, I would run into him. You were his shadow. I was, <laughs> and he says to this day, because I have a child like that, Aww. and it is absolutely the worst thing ever. Mm. And he's like, the Bible don't lie. The Bible don't lie. You reap what you sow, and I'm like, okay. <laughs> but for what you said, and Ryan, I, yeah. <laughs> So many things you say, it could just be a t-shirt. But anyway, when you said the go away part, you said something before that. You said he didn't actually say. He didn't actually say, I can't stand you, right. but that's exactly. what I heard. And that's what I was saying. Being somebody who works, yes. like really jacked me up, yes. I can see like your brain just transferring yes. into somewhere else and just bunny trail. We were Little sitting- fires everywhere. Little fires. <laughs> we were sitting on the couch oh one day watching a movie and... When you're when you're dating, you go to the movies, you know, arm around your girl, she all up in the, you know, in, the, <laughs> in, in your rib cage, you feeling all like, yeah, you know, you feel oh good, you know. We're still on the couch and we we've been married like, you know, maybe six months, and she's in the in that area in your rib cage, and in my mind, I'm it's been a while like it's been building up like i'm like how do i say this because oh. i know she's sensitive oh, and i'm not trying to like crush her right now um but like i'm over that because now like it's not cute like your elbow is in my rib cage and this is uncomfortable for me you know what i mean like before it was like hey I, I, this is because it's for you but it's for me because you want to be close right. you know but now it's like you, you, I'm me, and this hurts. I don't want to do this no more. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, I'm like, I start saying like, can we, can we, you know, separate a little bit, you know, just and just oh, watch the movie so on the couch, or no, whatever. No. But she doesn't. Things didn't register. Fires. I'm telling you, it did not register. And I'm like, all right, she's not getting it. And so I was like, I need you to get off me. Just like that. 
<laughs> just like that. But you gotta understand, yeah, like this is where. Yes, I know. I didn't. I, I didn't mean it. And I'm like, come I'm, on, I'm come on, and stay over here with me. I'm trying to say. I'm trying to say it as nice as possible, and she ain't getting it. So get off me. 